the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, and I am your host. It's great to be with you today, as I am each and every weekday from 3 to 5. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557, 2557. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. All right, let's get started. I got a question for you. This was the president's spokesperson earlier today talking about a speech the president is going to give tonight. He has been clear democracy is under assault and we cannot pretend otherwise. The president will continue to call attention to the threat to to democratic integrity and to public safety posed by those who deny the documented truth about election result, and those who seek to undermine public faith in our system of government. Unfortunately, we have seen mega, MAGA Republican officials who don't believe in the rule of law. They refuse to accept the results of free and fair elections, and they fan the flames of political violence through what they praise and what they refuse to condemn. It remains important for the president to state strongly and unequivocally that violence has no place in our democracy. That was presidential press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre describing why President Biden will be giving a speech tonight on Capitol Hill about the threat to democracy that we face if you vote the wrong way next Tuesday. I got a question for you. Here's my question. Here's what I want to know. To what degree do you think democracy is in jeopardy, depending on whether or not the election goes one way or the other this week? Like whatever side you're on, whichever way you plan to vote. There have been some Republicans who think that the, you know, democracy is in jeopardy if you elect the Democrats. It has been, it's actually the talking point, though, of the Democrats and President Biden, one of really two, the other one being abortion, that, hey, if you don't vote the right way, then democracy is on the ballot. It might be the failure of democracy. Do you believe that? Like, do you, whichever side you're on, do you feel like, hey, the country is, democracy itself is in jeopardy if the election doesn't go the right way on Tuesday? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Do you believe this? Uh, Is this the the issue here. I'm wondering because this is the second speech in in the last two months that the president of the United States is giving at a monument of the United States on the subject. We talked about this on the show before. Remember the speech he gave in uh, September where he was standing at Independence Hall in Philadelphia and it was all red and crazy looking with the Marines back there and people call it the Emperor Palpatine speech, right? They call it the get off my lawn speech. And it was not a good thing. Just speaking about this politically, uh, I don't think it's the I think it's a mistake uh, for the president and his party. I think I don't think people are receiving this the way he thinks. So that's what I thought about the other one. And if you follow the polls, 
at the beginning of September, whenever the president gave that speech, Democrats were doing pretty well, being that it's a midterm election. And it looked like they were actually going to win the Senate if you followed the polls. And, you know, they're probably going to lose the House because it only takes about five. And the party that's not in power always, not always, every time but two times, actually, though, since World War II, uh, picks up seats and an average of, I think it's 25 or 30 seats. So it's expected that the Republicans would win enough just in a normal election, regardless of what the issues are. I guess I want to know, do you feel like this is that at that level. So now he's going to give another speech today outside uh, the um, what's it called? The Union Station at Capitol Hill. Have you ever seen Union Station? And it's the main train station. Trains, by the way, in Washington, D.C. are amazing. It's uh, if you are ever in Washington, D.C. and you're thinking, you know, maybe I should rent a car. Don't use the trains. It's totally worth it. It's not like anywhere out here in Los Angeles, San Diego, you know, where you got to wait hours to get somewhere and you think it's just not worth it. It works in uh, that city. And it's only 10 square miles, that city, right? So everything's on top of each other, but you can get there pretty easily. And even up and down the East Coast, there's a lot more reason to use a train. In fact, I think that a lot of the reason that Washington imposes a lot on us on the on the left coast, as far as using more trains and public transportation, in part, is because there's a misunderstanding of how big Los Angeles is and how big San Diego is. It's somewhat functional up in the Bay Area because that city is is cramped a lot more like an East Coast city. But uh, anyway, it's going to be at Union Station. And I found this interesting. If you walk, if you're at the United States Capitol and you just walk down the hill towards downtown, you see Union Station. It's really considered Capitol Hill neighborhood. There are some quotes on the side of the building that I found just remarkable when I was there. Uh, And there's some there's some there's all kinds of stuff. Okay, there's a bunch of quotes and statues of pagan, you know, Greek gods, and they represent liberty and justice and other things. There's also some quotes from the Bible, though, right there on the outside of the building, right in the architecture etched in stone. All right. One of them is Jesus. John 833. The truth shall set you free. Another one is a quote that says, let all the ends thou, remember this is, uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago, and wasn't that long, probably wasn't that long ago they built that, come to think of it, but a hundred years ago they're building this, and uh, people were still talking in the King James uh, whenever they quoted uh, something that was either scriptural or something that was tied into the scripture. It says, let all the ends thou aimst at, at be, thy countries, thy gods, and truths. So a statement about about truth. And then another statement that after an etching about the, the greatness of uh, the founding, you know, founding electricity and power and water and some other things, it then has this quote from Hebrews 2.8, thou hast put all things under his feet, meaning Jesus's feet is above all kinds of, that's what's on this building. So I think that it's probably what the background is going to be. And what the White House is saying is that He's giving this speech because on January 6th, we saw violence geared towards subverting the democratic process. This is uh, coming from the White House, their official statement. It's an appropriate place to make these remarks tonight. And the threat of political violence is something that unites almost all Americans and something we can be united against. Okay, hopefully we're united against political. But then she says uh, the president will address the threat of election deniers. And those who seek to undermine faith in voting and democracy and the stakes for our democracy in next week's election. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to gauge is, are you worried about this, the sake of democracy? And we can talk about election deniers. I'm curious to what qualifies you officially 
as an election denier also. Uh, that's something I would like to know. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Let's go to Art in Santa Ana. Welcome to Southern California Live, Art. Art. Hey, thanks for taking the call. And, yeah. And thanks for uh, bringing up uh, such a timely subject, because I think the real threat is the threat that they feel of losing power, which they want to stay in power, to continue to... Uh, destroy the freedoms, First Amendment, and everything we have in this country. Look, with the amount of uh, violence and unsecure borders and inflation and high uh, you know, prices uh, at the pump, if they don't stay in power, they cannot continue to uh, do or, in, or uh, in put into place their vision of a democracy. Do you, which is, are, do you feel like they truly believe that democracy is at stake if they lose power? Because the left would say the same thing about the right in January 6th and what happened there, that it was all about losing power. Um, and do you know? Do you think, however it turns out on Tuesday night, that that's the end of for democracy? I don't believe so. I mean, me as a believer, my true freedom is in Jesus Christ. Yeah, amen to that. we got to keep that uh, first and foremost, whatever happens. So whatever happens, I mean, God's on the throne. He hasn't left it or vacated it. Look, he's already, you know, he's already uh, seen the end of everything that we will, we we can, uh, you know, we can ever think of. So, but I think at the end of the day, uh, as far as the statement as we will, we will lose our democracy for those people that um, are believing the narrative that we will lose our democracy. I think it's a fear tactic. I think it's something that is used to uh, potentially get certain individuals to come out and vote. If they don't come out, then we're gonna we're gonna lose it. You think it's bad now? Uh, wait till you know. Wait till these people get in power, or or the other side gets in power. So, I think you know. I think they're using that as a uh, you know as as a dare I say a political weapon. Yeah. As, do you, as they have been doing it. Here's my question, and I'm really kind of exploring this. Do you think that it's just a fear tactic and political ploy, or do you think that the president and people in that bubble actually believe it? I would say that it's both. It's a political some tactic, of both, and, it's a, and it's a ploy. And at the same time, there are those individuals which, um, sadly, uh, they they believe their own lie, and so because they believe their lie so much. Look, it's been said before historically. I believe it was Hitler. You say you tell a lie long enough and loud enough, you're going to begin to believe it. And that so I happen. think there are those indiv- individuals that, uh, unfortunately, they are they're living a lie. But they uh, believe it. My actually. heart. Yeah. Yes, they do. All right, Art. Thank really you. Do believe it. Thank you so much for your call and calling Southern California Live eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. If you want to join the conversation. President's giving a speech tonight about the threat of election deniers winning elections and the and uh, the idea that democracy in general is under threat. There are some Republicans who say kind of the same thing, just not at the same level as uh, President Biden, obviously. And I'm wondering if you worry about this. Um, and I'm curious, too, about I guess he's going to talk about election deniers. According to Axios uh, News Service, there are 200 election deniers on the ballots across the country. I'm I'm curious to. Uh, what that means, you know, how how far do you have to go in questioning elections to be an election denier versus somebody who's just 
wanting the election to be more secure and you have some questions about how things are processed. 888-528-2557. Dawn in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Yeah, hi. Um, You know, I'm very concerned about the safety of the elections, Mm -hmm. and I do believe the election of the past election with Donald John Trump was stolen. And um, I think people have every right um, concerned. I don't think it's the end of democracy, but I do think um, that we have to make a change and return to, um, you know, more godly values uh, than what I see this current administration uh, pushing. And as far as them lying, well, they are liars. And they know it because if you lie, you are aware of it. But here's one of the okay. things I'm getting at, Don, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing yeah. or agreeing. I'm I'm looking at the fact, and I'll show this later, that there are there are election deniers and people who are saying exactly what you're saying on the other side about your side. And, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's right and somebody's wrong or maybe everybody's wrong. But um, is democracy really under threat regardless of how things turn out here. And, you know, what do we do about the questions that people have? You believe the election was stolen. Um, There are Democrats who have said that the election was stolen. I'll play some clips later in 2000, 2004, 2016. Um, And, you know, there have been very few actual court cases either way showing that, but there are concerns that people have. Uh, What's the best way to deal with those concerns? Well, we have to elect people uh, that are godly, and um, we need to know who those people are and put them in office. Even, I don't care if they're Democrat or Republic, because, you know, if you're a godly person, you're not going to be able to sit still and go for what's being currently pushed, okay, which is ungodly. Okay, it's leading into one world government. Uh, it's taking our rights away. You know, there's no way that that should be going on in the United States of wonderful America. But that's what we see. We're dealing with a lot we of have- stuff. There's a lot of concern people have, for sure, um, about the future of our country. Uh, and a lot of it's based on uh, the type of person that we might elect. Yes, I don't say we. everybody has to be a perfect Bible walking Christian, uh, I mean, being born again. I'm not talking about in name only and you make the sign of the cross and that's good enough. Okay, people's actions have to line up with what a biblical uh, worldview is because that is the truth. Okay, that's the truth. Mm. And um, I think they would like to take election deniers of this last election and if they get voted in, they'd like to get them out. Uh, meaning, you know, somehow convict somebody so then they can go after everybody that denied the election. I mean, I think that's even something, but that's not going to work out for them. Well, I don't think it's illegal to to deny the election. There might, there's definitely some, you know, illegal things you can do because you believe that. Um, but you know, you can say what you want about it. Thank you very much, Don, uh, for your call. Appreciate it. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. And uh, the president's giving a speech tonight about. Uh, the threat to democracy that we have, uh, particularly with election deniers, I think is what he's going to say. Um, what I'm curious about is, do we feel, whichever way you're voting, do you feel like democracy itself is in jeopardy because of the results of the election? 
And, uh, you know, another question I have is, what is an election denier? Like, how far do you have to go to sort of get in this category? That's another thing I'm I'm curious about. 888-528-2557. Greg in Pasadena, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Um, I'd like to say that um, I'm a Christian. I've been a Christian since the Jesus People Movement. Um, I, but I, and in 2015, I actually helped Donald Trump. Uh, talked to some farmers in Iowa about growing oil. Um, so I helped Donald Trump in 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 uh, 2015. I'm opposed to Donald Trump. I'm opposed to everything that happened on January 6th. I think that Donald Trump is trying to destroy democracy. I think that that I think that anybody I, I would vote for anybody that had Donald Trump's policies, but but believed in democracy. Mm. Um, and that that's that's my that's my stance. Um, and, you know, I mean, for evangelicals to to ignore that uh, Donald Trump asked all of his staff to call him Hitler. The, the, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, I've never I've never heard that. I mean, not to defend. Uh, well, but I, I have, me, <laughs> they he asked people to call him Hitler. I, I don't think he did that. Yeah, you know what? Absolutely, you can you can get on the internet and you can read it. All right, I'll check that okay. out. But you would say you would say that would you say that people running right now who are raising questions about the validity of uh, the elections? Um, probably the loudest person would be Carrie Lake, who's running for governor in Arizona. I think she's going to win, um, and she's not exactly you know you should, it's very nuanced what's there. But she has a lot of questions, as a lot of people do in Arizona about how votes are counted and and those kinds of things are those people a threat to democracy the same way that you think donald trump is or is that limited to donald trump um i think that that those people are also a threat to democracy okay so you would agree with the president basically that this is a big deal the election deniers that are out there yeah the election deniers it's a big deal uh and i think it's all uh you know uh centered around Donald Trump's uh, idea. I mean, every time I get a a letter or an email from from the Republican Party, it says from Donald Trump, your president. Oh, and so he and 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 he denies it. He denies it, and and many courts have been over it twice. And it's it was a it wasn't a rigged election. Yeah, he hasn't there won anything some... in court. Greg, thank you for your call. I want to move on to some other people. There eight 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 five two eight two five five. Seven. Uh, let's go to uh, Gerard in Whittier. Gerard, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how's it going, Scott? Good. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, so I just kind of wanted to make a comment, you know, in regards to, um, you know, how you were talking about, you know, things going back and forth, whether you believe this person, but the other party says that we're lying. And, you know, it, it's just going to continue to be like that. It's, it's not going to matter, you know, because... Both sides are never going to ever come to an agreement. It's always going to be one side cheated, the other side didn't. You know, they're you know they're doing this, we're doing that, and you know, like I was I was telling on the free screen caller, I was telling her that um, you know, all we can do as Christians is just continue to trust God. Yeah. You know, God in the Bible, he he allowed um, evil kings, King Asa, but then he allowed good kings like King Hezekiah. You know, so whether or not there's Joe Biden or Donald Trump, it doesn't matter because God's in control at all times. I think that's, that's a, all we can do. That's super that's important for us to to understand is that if our if it's true, for example, that our 
democracy is in jeopardy for whatever reason, God's still in control. It's not something that God's confused about. Absolutely. You know, and, and we just have to continue to look to that. And yeah. See, the problem is, is that we start looking to our circumstances. And what happens when we start looking to our circumstances? We take our eyes off of Christ. Yeah. And, and that's just like Peter. When Peter was walking on the water, he, Jesus called him. And what did he do? He was, he was walking on water for a while. But the moment he started looking at his circumstances, he started to fall. And we can't do that. We have to just keep an eye on the prize, and that prize is in Jesus Christ. All right, good word, Ger- uh, Gerard. Is it Gerard? It's Gerard, yes. All right, yeah. Gerard, thanks for calling Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. We're talking about uh, the president is giving a speech tonight about the threat to democracy based upon however the election turns out, and it's going to focus on election deniers who are on the ballot, however you define that, which I'm still curious about is how far do you have to go in questioning the way we do elections to be classified as an election denier. Um, and uh, we'll keep talking about this and take your calls. I'm curious if you feel like this election is that big a deal as uh, the president is putting it, that this is a, a threat to democracy. From his standpoint, he's thinking that if Republicans take the House and Senate, then it's a threat to democracy. There are Republicans who think if they lose, then it's a threat to democracy. And you can hear some uh, of that rhetoric out there. 888-528-2557. Also, I want to invite you. I do something on Election Day. It is a elect called the Ferocious Election Day Special. And it's uh, something that's based on, it's just results, and I want to invite you to it. And it's on Facebook. It's a Facebook group called The Ferocious. My last name is Furrow, so F-U-R-R-O-W-C-I-O-U-S. Ferocious Election Day special, and it's just results. It's nonpartisan, so wherever you're at, there's people on there who are just as far to the left as you can be and far to the right as you can be. I just ask that everybody be nice, and we'll deal with the results. We have a good time with it, and uh, we don't get into too many of the controversies, but it's for people who really want to get results. I like to get those results out there faster than TV, if possible, so you can join me by going to our radio station website. Look for Southern California Live. There's a link on the page there. You can click to it, or you can go to um, this link, ferocious.com, F-U-R-R-O-W-C-I-O-U-S. You can sign up. It's all free. It's just all fun, and uh, check that out. When we come back, I'll take your calls, and we'll keep talking about um, the election, whether you think it's a threat to democracy, and uh, we'll talk about election denying and who qualifies for that. 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition of Southern California Live continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Gibson won the last presidential election, folks. They stole the last presidential election. And Al Gore won that election. I think he won it anyway. Actually, I think I carried Florida. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. Welcome back to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. That was various people in the Democratic Party claiming that the election in 2004 was stolen and that the voting machines were rigged and that they were programmed by people outside the country or elsewhere. And uh, that changed the election. And I think it's kind of interesting that we're having a speech tonight from the president of the United States about election deniers and about the threat to democracy. And, and something that I want us to understand 
as this has been going on for a while, the the different claims, you could put a lot of the claims of 2020 right next to claims of 2000, 2004 and 2016 from the other party. There's a 12 minute video online of those kinds of uh, denials that sound very similar uh, to the things that we heard in 2020. And whether you agree or not, I'm I'm real curious about the fact that we tend to agree with the side we're on. As Christians, we need to be able to cut through that a little bit, even if in our heart we think we're right, and maybe we are, with whatever the we is, whatever you think might be true. I'm curious about this. Do you think that the president's who is claiming that democracy is in jeopardy if we don't vote for his party, which is what he's going to claim tonight, apparently, in his speech. Is that for real? Do you feel that? Do you feel that democracy is in jeopardy, whichever side wins? And uh, maybe you agree with the president. Maybe you don't. Maybe you think if the Democrats win, uh, democracy is in jeopardy. Do you? Is this something where we're really at? Do, do regular people who are outside of the, the beltway, outside of the political discussion that happens all the time, do we really believe that? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Diana in Orange, welcome to Southern California Live. Yes, hello, Scott. Hi, Diana. I want to say that I do feel that democracy is in danger, but not not if you don't... But that's only if the Republicans do not win. So you think if I the feel- Democrats win, then democracy is in danger? I do think so, because I feel, look how far we have fallen uh, in just these two years that he's been in office. Uh, they have been in office, all of them. And, uh, you know, the Constitution is not being upheld. People, those, there, I believe there's still people in jail from January 6th that really aren't even getting due process or a chance to make a case. I think that's the facts. Um, I just feel that... W- our country is on the line here, and um, I I feel that we're being lied to. And, you know, as for if someone comes out and says that they don't think that the elections are correct, well, we actually have the 2000 Mules movie. We have evidence of things, but I don't know that I don't see that that's been carried where it needs to go to the whole public. And um, so I feel like we even have proof of bad things from that election. And but of course, they're not going to recommend that not going to tell anybody. So I think there's so many things that are being either truths that are being withheld, or lies that are being stated. So you have you have a lot of concern about the the integrity of the voting process in general. Absolutely, I uh, do. And so if the, if for some reason uh, the Democrats don't win or they do better than everybody's, maybe the polling says, you would be concerned that that democracy what? is in jeopardy. The opposite of – same yes. thing the president's saying, just the other way. I absolutely – yes, that is exactly my stand. What do you think we should do about it? You know, the, the 2000 Mules movie, uh, which uh, the parent company of this show put out um, – you know, one of the things about it is I think it definitely shows what ballot harvesting is and that that is being done probably and that in some states it's illegal. In this state, by the way, it's totally legal. Everything you saw in that movie is not illegal in California or other states. Uh, in some states it is. It's not exactly proof because we don't know what's on those ballots or what ballots were being put in there. You know, right. we, don't, we can't prove it. But what I would say is, and this gets to maybe my other, my other question I'm asking. 
okay. is you have you know that movie or or even the clip I just played that came from Democrats in 2004. They had all kinds of questions they're asking about voting machines, and it's the same questions we heard last year. Nobody came forward with any proof, meaning that these specific ballots were counted wrong by this specific machine. And here's the guy who programmed. You know, you, it's harder to prove that. Right. But, but obviously, there have been people for 20 years who are questioning the integrity. Uh, how far do you have to go before you're kind of out there and just saying things that you shouldn't say versus legitimate questions that we should be asking about our system? Well, I, I, as to what's the answer, how we fix it, I don't know other than um, having, well, first of all, I do think you need to sign in and, and say who you are that's voting. There's a lot of different and, things uh, we can do to change the process, for sure. Yes, the yeah. process needs to be worked out. And I do believe that in some states, anyway, they're working hard to try and make it safer or more legitimate. Yeah. Um, they try harder. It, I, I, that's why I think it's good to say to question. What's wrong with questioning? We're looking for making it honest voting, then everybody can be can feel safe. Yeah, Diana, now, thank, thank you for that. And uh, I want to go on. But uh, that comment right there, I think, is part of the solution that could be nonpartisan. Okay, that's what I wish the president would say, is that, hey, you know what, there's questions that even my own party has asked in previous elections. And, and there is actually... And I've talked about this before. I usually refer people to it. But after the the election in 2000 and uh, that whole debacle with Bush Gore, okay, uh, there was a nonpartisan coalition put together of people from both parties. It's called the Help America Vote Act. And they came together. It was signed by President Bush in 2002, the Help America Vote Act. And it's a bunch of recommendations to change our voting system. And it addresses every single question that people have. It addresses voting machines and the concerns people have about those. It addresses uh, mail-in ballots and the concerns people have about those. Did you see on the news today that in Woodland Hills, which is uh, just a little bit north of Los Angeles here in Southern California, a man went to go drop off his his ballot in one of those ballot boxes in front of a library. And he gets there and there are two keys, the keys to unlock that ballot box, which I guess you need two because what they do for security is they send two people there to gather the ballot. So there isn't just one person doing it, right? It's sort of like launching nuclear weapons on a sub, I guess. You got to have two keys and you turn them. And uh, don't call me. I know it has nothing. I know it's not the same as the <laughs> But it's it's a security device, okay? Both keys were still in the locks. And anybody could have just walked up, turned the keys and uh, grabbed however many ballots they want to. You know, we've seen in uh, in LA twice Piles of ballots earlier uh, this year during the primary. Piles of ballots that were just sitting on a grassy area on a curb. Uh, unfilled out ballots in 2000, um, was it? Uh, it was last year, I think, at the same time we had some guy in his car in front of a 7-Eleven who was on drugs and passed out. He had 300 ballots in the back of his car, and they claimed that he stole them from the post office. You know, those things raise questions, you know, and... So a question I've got is, is a person an election denier because we see those things and it just sets off all kinds of alarms. Now, did anybody turn those keys? Probably not. Um, were any ballots taken out of that thing? Probably not. Um, but but you don't really know. Uh, how did that guy get those 300 ballots? Well, he stole them. Really? He stole? What was he planning to do with them? 
You know, those are really good questions that we never really get the answer to, right? That drives, I think, a lot of people's thinking in a lot of these areas. I think that I'm, I'm worried that if you're asking those questions, that you're concerned, you're considered to be an election denier, right? Somebody who is uh, not dealing in reality. I think it's very much reality to question uh, the process and how it's working. And I think one of the reasons that we have people on both sides saying that the election is rigged if they lose is in part because they can point to stuff like that, which isn't proof, but it raises questions uh, for sure. 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation, 888-528-2557. Ethan and Glendora, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello. Hi, Ethan. Is it Ethan? <clears throat> yeah, it is. Uh, go ahead, Ethan. Um, so, so what was your question, Scott? Well, we're talking about uh, the election and whether or not you feel like the if the election doesn't go one way or the other, that democ- is democracy in jeopardy. The president's going to give a speech saying that it is. Uh, there are other people saying it's in jeopardy if you vote the other way. Is Are we really at that point where the democ- – do you really feel that it's that serious or is that just a scare tactic or politics or is he – does he really believe that but mistaken about how people feel? Well, I'm a 13 year old. I was, <clears throat> I was raised. I was, I was raised in a good house, taught good morals. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> and and as immature as I can be, I see politicians out there acting like, acting like like five year olds who got their toy taken away from them because they didn't win out there throwing adult tantrums and stuff. You know. And, and I you're think you're that, 13 and you figured that out. Good for you. Yeah, I'm I'm 13. That's how that's how obvious they make it. And and people out there today. Uh, sometimes they just they they can't they can't see through that they they like them because because of what they say and 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 what and because of what they say they make all these promises yet when you vote them into into office it's something totally different you know yeah so what if, as a thirteen year old what have you noticed like how do you perceive all of this do you does it scare you or do you look at it and you know what is your I, what do you think I look at it and honestly I'm saddened and I'm disappointed because the 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 amount of the people and and the work and the determination that that our patriots put into in the 1700s to really make this country what it is today and all the the acts and the and the laws and the and the and the acts they passed you know they passed these things to to prepare a future for for our children you know and in, in my heart, in my personal heart, it saddens me. It's in, in the Constitution and stuff. It saddens me to see that this is what our this is what our our country has come to. And so, yes, I do think our our demo, our republic, democracy, whatever you want to call it, is going to is going to pop. You know. Yeah. Hey, Ethan, can you? I know you've been on hold for a long time. Can you stay on hold? I have to take a commercial break, but I'd like to come back to you if you can stay with us. Oh, have, no, please. You have time I for guess. that? All right. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll continue talking to Ethan, who is 13 years old and I think has already seen through a lot of the noise that we get in our politics. So I'm going to ask him a little bit more about uh, what he thinks about what is going on. You're listening to Southern California Live. You can join our conversation by calling 888-528-2557. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition of Southern California Live continues. 
This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. That was Hillary Clinton a couple of years ago talking about how the 2016 election was stolen from her. There are many quotes about that. And uh, we're talking about that because the president of the United States tonight is going to make a speech uh, saying that democracy is in jeopardy with the upcoming election. If you vote the wrong way, there are people who would say that depending on which way you vote, uh, maybe even some of the same things. I'm asking that same question. Our caller before the break is uh, Ethan in Glendora. And uh, Ethan, you were uh, you were 13 years old, you said, right? Yeah, I still am. You and know, you're still even after being on hold for so long in that commercial. You're still 13. That's good. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ethan, uh, as a 13 year old, you were talking about your concerns about the you use the word our republic, and you were very articulate well, I, in your concerns for our country. Uh, can I ask you this? Where do you get your news as a 13 year old? Well, on, honestly, I. I look at different sources. I hear things from my parents, you know. I don't really watch the news anymore because you can't really trust them now. They they basically put on what, what, what they want you to watch, you know. Uh-huh. But um, I, I was we were talking about, like, our government and stuff. And during the hold, it, it come to me about, it came to me about the Constitution, you know. It's, it's, such, a, it's such a perfect document. And now, like, people nowadays, like... Um, I I once time read a book about um about college, you know, and it said that they would that there was there was there were these news journalists who would go up to kids to college kids and they would say, Are you proud to be Americans? And a lot of them said no. Mm. Which I find that I find that really I find that really weird and I find that really saddening because there are a lot of people died for for this for this country. Yeah. You know? And they died for the for freedom. They're still dying for it. It's it's not free. Yeah. And uh, and, and I think that's and now, the like, and now like we're, we we miss like our government. They mistreat our they they mistreat our veterans. You know, and and now look, look at all these gun laws coming up. Whatever happened to the Second Amendment? You know, Ethan, um, do you go to uh, public school or you homeschooled private school? Do you, you know? I go to I I go to a private school. You know, yeah, my, my parents. My parents try to send me yeah. to a good school because they don't want me to learn the stuff that that the left and and all those other people out there what, what they want you to learn you know about are like, you in are you in the eighth yeah. are you in the stuff, eighth grade? Yes, I am. All right, eighth grade. Do you and the uh, your eighth grade friends uh, sit around talking about our republic and the constitution and the uh, uh, sacrifice for freedom? That's something you have to be a little careful about. It's a very touchy subject around people because sometimes people can get extremely defensive and sometimes even violent about those things. I'm not saying that I'm no. not saying that my classmates would do that, but you know, you have to be careful what you talk about around other people. That's a scary thing actually. I think that and that's something that uh you know, when I was 13, I was I was like you. I didn't have this conversation with anybody on the radio, but I I was very much into the politics and I knew a lot of the stuff. I never feared for my safety or I never thought that I had to be quiet about it, even with people who disagreed with me. Well, then again, that was a, that was a much different time than, than this is now. Because and it was a whole other century. People, they, yeah, because they go, 
they go crazy. It's like something in their brain just clicks and they go into this mode of like, oh, you can't say that because this and this and this and that, you know? And I, know. I feel like now I honestly, I would talk about it a lot more, but unlike other people, I'm not afraid to give my opinion out. Yeah. Ethan, uh, I'm real proud of you for being able to do that. And I think that your generation is a generation that when when I think about the threats to democracy, the things that concern me about a lot of this stuff. And once again, as we've said many times already in this hour, the Lord's in control. This is God's, you know, God is in control. Jesus is on the throne. And if our democracy is going to go down the tubes, it is. And if it's going to be restored, then it will. And it still fits into the Lord's plan no matter what. But when I talk to you, I get pretty encouraged that the next generation uh, is going to do some really good things. Can I just encourage you to keep on keeping on, keep on learning, be patient with people and learn to be yeah, kind and, and kind and smart and realize that you can be persuasive if you give people time to think. Don't don't lose trust in people. I think even people yeah, completely, you know, I think people are still capable of thinking on their own when you give them the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Ethan, thanks for thanks for calling Southern California Live. I appreciate it very, very much. No problem. And uh, we're going to take your number down. Maybe we'll call you when we need a 13-year-old opinion. You, uh, you're not old enough to vote. Are people handing you your ballots anyway? Don't answer that. <laughs> Just a little joke there and a mail ballot joke. Thanks, Ethan, for calling Southern California Live. You're welcome. Hey, uh, 13 years old, uh, that's pretty good. Next hour, by the way, we're going to talk about where do you get your news. Surveys now say that the majority of people get their news from social media. And... Uh, 13, you're barely allowed to have your own. Maybe I should ask them about that. Uh, Cheryl and Torrance, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Hi, Cheryl. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Thanks for calling. Okay. Um, I agree part, uh, mostly with Ethan. Um, I also feel, though, that the Democrats, uh, the far left anyway, feels more like it's a religion than instead of God. So you feel like that some people have made their political point of view uh, faith in in whatever. It's like it's what they believe in, and that's totally what they're going for. Do you think people on the right Um, do that as well, though? Uh, Do you think that there's a lot of people who are worried about that, uh, particularly for Christians who are on the the far right? Oh, I'm sure there are some on both sides. Don't get me wrong, but because, but there's violence in everyone to a certain degree. But, um, but to me, it's they just the far left just keeps doubling down. They they never they almost never take accountability. They almost never. Um, uh, well, shoot, lost my yeah. train of thought. Sorry, that's <laughs> all right. That... Never, um, but they almost never. Um, take responsibility for their own actions either. And a lot of what they're calling uh, people who are Republicans or uh, conservative are the same things that they are doing themselves. That's something I appreciate your call, Cheryl. You know, with the president giving a speech on this, this was, I think, part of the problem before is in his last speech that he gave on the subject that did not help him. I think that if you take a look at all the polls, 
they turned around towards Republicans with his last speech. I think politically it's a huge mistake to do it. But part of it is because he's got to do he's got to say, look, there's political violence. There is a problem of election denialism and whatever you want to call it. You can find people on both sides. Like I said, for there's 12 minutes of just one person after another, all the top names on the Democrat side saying all the same things that you might have heard from Donald Trump in 2020. And you got to say, you know, we as a country have to find a way to to do better or maybe our democracy uh, is going to be at stake. I'm going to take one more call this hour. Marlon in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. How are you today? Hi, Marlon. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, barely. Speak right into the phone. Okay, how about... Go how ahead. About, is that better? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so, a couple things. Uh, one is, um, I definitely want to comment, and I thought he was very articulate, certainly for a 13-year-old. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I want to certainly commend the young man. Um, for, uh, for uh, you know, I have kind of a I'm, a... I'm kind of split. I feel like from one side... Um, you know, the side that, uh, that didn't win this particular time, I, I totally agree that there's this, you know, uh, I, I didn't win the game. I'm going to take my ball and can't nobody play anymore. Right. We're mad. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just totally unfair. It's like, you know, you take your wins and you take your losses. Do I believe that there are probably some, uh, some, uh, whether we call it lies or, uh, uh you know, or cheating on both sides? Certainly, I definitely believe that um, over the course of this, you know, this what this country is built on, right? So I definitely believe that there are. So there is a there is some skepticism in my voice. Yeah, or skepticism I got about in my just ten more seconds here. But but at the same time, I just uh, I just feel like, hey, take your losses and take your wins. You know, you take it on a chin, and that's what it is. All right, know? Marlon, I appreciate that. And you know what? On that point that he's making. One of the things I think that we're not doing that we need to do, whatever happens, and both sides need to do this. You need to call whatever side you're on. You need to call them and tell them to do this. Whatever you think, even if you think you got totally robbed, maybe you're right. Maybe the election is stolen. Maybe there's stuff going on that's really terrible. There are solutions. And what has not happened since 2020 in most cases is there hasn't been a lot of change. There's been some here and there, but a lot of the same things that people claim uh, are still out there. You can look something up. It's called the Help America Vote Act. It's from 2002. You can Google it. You can read it. And it has a lot, a lot of good stuff in there. And it was bipartisan. Um, And uh, I think that that's something to look at for if you want to make change, if you want to make things better, whatever happens, there is a roadmap. There is a lot of discussion that we need to have uh, together and do that. And at the same time, you know, Christian, we're here to speak the truth, and so make sure that you're doing that. Make sure you're doing it in love and seek a positive way forward, whatever you think about these things. i got to take a break. We'll come back with Hour 2. I'm going to ask you this question, where do you get your news? And uh, I'd love to know what you think, because there's some interesting places that that's coming from. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.